How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. It is good to be with you on a dreary and damp Thursday afternoon. We have Festivus Friday tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, That's at 5 uh, airing of the grievances. Uh, Dana is at our Southern Bureau in Mississippi. I like that. Southern Bureau. Yes. The rainy Southern Bureau. That's right. It was down there to play golf and it rains the whole time. Kick in some sunshine. Right. Ain't no right. sun. Ain't no sunshine. All good. Uh, the U.S. economy slowed to its uh, in its latest quarter but performed much better than forecasters had expected, boosting optimism about the nation's prospects for averting a recession. Uh, the GDP, gross domestic product, adjusted for inflation, grew at a rate of 3.3% over the final three months of last year, way better than Wall Street expected, and doing quite fine. Okay. Ahead of what the company is calling its burrito season, Chipotle... What was there's that? There's a season for burritos? Apparently, apparently there is. Isn't every season burrito season? Uh, Chipotle, I missed that memo, but okay. Chipotle is offering additional benefits to workers and looking to hire 19,000 new employees. Uh, Chipotle announcing the new initiatives in a press release saying it it's adding new benefits to prioritize financial and mental health. Okay, Tick Pick is reporting that the current get-in price is going to set you back more than one burrito, Scott, for what is being dubbed the most expensive AFC championship game on record. Oh. The average purchase price right now is a whopping $860, uh, Mm. which could obviously shift and go higher as we march toward Sunday. $860.00 which they are saying is the most expensive AFC championship game on record. You know where it's free? At home. My living room. <laughs> on the couch. Right there next to the grill. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, and and this story has gone Alonzo Washington. And I don't make mean that as a joke. I just mean that it's gone national. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the three men who were found dead in the backyard of that Northland home. On the front page of the New York Post overnight. And I will uh, read this brief story here from News Nation, which is, for those of you who don't know, um, if you don't watch a lot of cable news, News Nation is a slightly right-of-center all-news station. Well, it's not an all-news station. Is that where Chris Cuomo landed? Yeah, Chris Cuomo's over there. Uh, They do a lot of Blue Bloods reruns and stuff like that. There are a couple of new 
bits of information that we're mm-hmm. going to pass along. And, and, and honestly, Scott, everywhere I go, and I am not in Kansas City right now, people say to me, what's going on with those three guys in the backyard in Kansas? Everywhere I go. My kids it's are like, at- hey, go Chiefs, dot, dot, dot. What's up with what the three people in the backyard? What happened with the three guys dead in the backyard? <laughs> yes, I know. We're getting ready to hop into the studio for the show, and the sports guys are like, hey, do you guys know any inside scoop on what happened right? to those three no. guys who died and, in the backyard? And, and, We're like, no. Sam and Dana, I'm at home the other night. I told you guys this the other day on the show, and Sarah is like, what's going on with the three guys? I mean, she's 23 years old. And, and so, like, it's what all the kids are talking about. I, I will tell you, I have been in contact with the surviving man's attorney. Well, now and there so are we, two surviving men. Correct. And so you read that story, and then I'm going to tell you what I know, and then I don't know if we'll take calls on this or not, because some oh, of the theories are just... So let's do this. L- let me read you a little bit of a story for background. Yep. Let me play you a little bit of a story that aired on News Nation, which yep. is a cable news slash uh, TV show channel. Uh, and then you tell me what you've learned in the last 24 hours. Here yeah. it is from News Nation. More than two weeks after three friends were found dead outside of a Kansas City home following a chief's viewing party, an attorney involved is changing the story again. The tenant's lawyer, John Paserno said another, now fifth, friend was still at his client's rented home after his client had gone to sleep. So yep. there was a there was a fifth person there. Here is the story as it aired last night on News Nation. Hi, Lexi. Well, you know, calls, text, Facebook messages, they all went unanswered for two days, according to loved ones who say... They tried to track down Ricky Johnson, David Harrington, and Clayton McGinney. These three friends had all been hanging out with Jordan Willis at his home on the night of January 7th. Willis's attorney says his client saw his friends leave through the front door before going to bed. But get this, Lexi, for the next two days, Willis never noticed anything was wrong. I spoke with Willis's attorney who says these were his buddies, some close friends, and he says that if Willis, his client, had saw them outside, he would have, of course, ran to help. However, this attorney tells me his client slept in most of the day on Monday and didn't leave the house on Tuesday either because he works from home. So the victim's loved ones and a fifth friend, though, um, a fifth friend who had been inside that home, that night, they've all said Willis and his attorney keep changing their story about what actually happened, and they're hoping to find more answers soon with the autopsy and toxicology results, which are still pending. Now, get this, Lexi, Willis has since moved out of the home. Police have not made any arrest, and Kansas City police officers tell me they don't suspect foul play. This case is tragic, and it has a lot of people really uh, scratching their heads right now. Yeah, and in hearing just those uh, details there too, CB, it has me questioning a lot of the things with this, and I'm sure many viewers who are listening feel the same. So, Okay, all right. Well, let's stop there for just a second. There is so much about this story I don't like. The friends all leave out the front door, yet they're found in the backyard. We're just now hearing there is a fifth friend. The entire narrative has been... Three men dead in the backyard, renter asleep inside. Never noticed for 48 hours. Never have we heard that there is a fifth man involved. We've also since learned over the last two weeks 
that at least one of the three men's cars was out front, that they had driven themselves over to this house. Now, I have been uh, cooped up in the house before. I've been cooped up in my house. Uh, I was cooped up in my house, I don't know, last Saturday because it was so cold outside. When I'm cooped up in my house, I have a tendency to look outside. At no point did this homeowner, who, according to that story on News Nation, slept in, their words, slept in on Monday, the day after that Chiefs game on January 7th, at no point when he woke up did he notice that his friend's car was still out front. I would notice if somebody's car was still in my driveway. You are not going to believe the words coming out of my mouth. I believe it is entirely possible that on that Monday, which was a federal holiday, MLK. That's true. He is hungover in bed, doesn't get out of bed, doesn't have to go to work. It's MLK. Watches some TV, goes to bed on Tuesday. If you, at that temperature, Scott, if you worked from the home, there's no reason to go outside. I'm sitting right here right now. And I can't see the street in front of my parents' house. But have you not looked? There's curtains in the living room. Dana, it's 3.15 in the afternoon. I'm sure it's 3.15 in the afternoon down in Mississippi. At no point today have you looked outside? No, I've been out back. I have not been out front. So when he says he didn't notice, let's say the car was parked in front of the house a little bit down the street. Number one, he says it would not have been unusual for his buddies to Uber. And number two, he says he didn't see the car. Now, but we I don't know, know. But we know that they didn't Uber; that they drove I, I themselves. Know. I don't know what happened, but I think it is possible bridging a federal holiday that you, at those temperatures, do not leave your house. I think it is entirely possible. That doesn't say something funny wasn't going on. I'm not saying that, but I think it's possible he did not see the car out front. It's perfectly plausible that you don't leave your house for an entire day, especially on a really cold day, and it's a federal holiday. But at no point during the day do you look outside? Do you look out front? Do you look out back? At no point during the day, and I'm just asking questions. I'm just spitballing here. At no point during the day did any of these three men have a loved one who was curious where they were? A couple of quick corrections. MLK Day was the following Monday, not the Monday after. Thank you for clarifying that. I always thought this was the MLK weekend. It was not. So then why on that Monday? Okay, so that was not a federal holiday. Were there other three men's employers not wondering where they were or significant two, others or there's parents two sets of questions here or, scott and, and, and one of them is why didn't the homeowner notice the okay. other is why did everybody else on that now monday into tuesday not notice until the fiance went in and broke in tuesday night now we've got a third arm if you will and that is the fifth man who has hired a local criminal defense attorney as would anyone if you were anywhere near this thing. Oh, yeah. I never think that that's necessarily a sign of you done anything wrong. The first person I'd be calling is a criminal defense attorney. And he says, and this is from Inside Edition, that his client texted as well the renter of the home, Jordan, before the bodies of the three men were found, asking what happened to these three guys. Uh, he also told the News Nation crew that uh, the third or the fifth man, excuse me, showed up around seven, left around midnight. And midnight. when he left, the three men were all still up hanging out with Willis. 
watching Jeopardy on the couch. Yes, the fifth man is disputing the account of the timeline of the renter, claiming that he left shortly after midnight while Willis and the three men were still awake after watching football. And it's not odd to call an Uber after a day of potentially drinking all day watching football. I agree. Instead of driving home. I don't think any of that is odd. But why are we just now hearing there was a fifth man there? That is indeed odd. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. Dana Wright, Sam Stevie III. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. All right, welcome back. Talking about this um, very confusing story out of the Northland, where two weeks ago, three men were found dead in the backyard of another friend's house. They'd gone over there to watch the Chiefs. These men were all in their 30s. There was a car parked out front that one of them had driven over to the house. Now we've learned that there was a fifth person at the house, not just the four of them, the three men who died and the homeowner, the renter, but there was a fifth man who was at the house. Steve in Lansing. Steve, good afternoon. By the way, police say no signs of foul play. Hello, Steve. Hey, hey, Scott and Dana. Yeah, interesting that they all got together for the big watch party in a meaningless game where the Chiefs were already locked into the third seed. That's one thing. But the big kicker, you guys just uh, mentioned before the break is we're actually supposed to believe they were watching Jeopardy afterwards. I'll hang up and listen to your response. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird myself. Um, I don't know if Jeopardy airs after the the game. I don't, I don't think it's weird, and here's why. It's your. I read that that he said when he left they were watching Jeopardy. That is so verifiable that I believe him. And, and the man's name, I, we just keep calling him the fifth man because there are so many names. I, I want to keep everything. Uh, where everyone can keep track of what we're saying on the radio. Uh, his name is Andrew. Andrew, I believe it's Taugi is, is how it's pronounced, and says when he left, the four of them were very much alive when he left around midnight. And was it him that said, Scott, they were watching Jeopardy that I read? Correct. It was uh, Andrew Taugi. He is the fifth person. He, he survives, uh, and he claims through his attorney that when he left the house at midnight, he got there at 7 Left at midnight, he claims that they were watching Jeopardy when he walked out the door. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. Bernie in Brookside. Bernie, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. So, wait. Who was watching Jeopardy at midnight? Uh, The the four other men. All four of them? Yep. Yes. Okay. So, I think it's completely plausible that after, you know, 30-year-olds get together and watching a football game, that uh, these three guys get up after midnight, after, I guess, that Andrew guy leaves uh, at whatever point. They go out, maybe to their car, if that's the car that was left out front, um, try to start it. It doesn't start. Or, you know, then then they maybe turn back and go back to the front door. The front door's locked. The guy that lives, lives there has gone to bed, passed out, or whatever. They're thinking, well, let's go around back and sit and wait or maybe try the back sliding door or whatever door. 
doesn't, doesn't open. Uh, it's locked, and, and they sit down and wait for an Uber maybe they, they uh, got or something, or maybe somebody else they called to come get them because their car wouldn't start or whatever. Um, they sit down and, and fall asleep or somewhat pass out probably outside while they're waiting and freeze to death. Was, wasn't that, that the night that was significantly chilly out? I'm looking up the weather forecast from that night right uh, now. The low that night was 32 degrees. It was 37 around 3 p.m. when the Chiefs kicked off. Okay. Were we having a, a, a wind chill that night of – 20-something yeah, it, or it, it was it was cold. I, I think what I continue to struggle with, and, and most people continue to struggle with, is that it, it, it almost defies reason and logic, biologically and otherwise, that three men would drop dead simultaneously in the backyard. I, mm-hmm. I've told you about my lightning strike theory. Uh, it, it would make more sense to me that all three were, boom, struck by lightning yep. or shot, which we know that they were not. No sign of foul play. Even if it is alcohol and I'm getting sleepy and it's cold out, I think most people find it very hard to believe that three grown men with cell phones and cars would all three end up dead in a backyard at the same time. It, in a million years, in a million ways, that does not add up. At some point, there's one last man standing. Or two last men standing. Who where say, you go, oh, my God, we're in trouble here. Yeah, uh, oh, my gosh, Tommy just died. Uh, we need to go next door and get some help. Uh, Billy is inside. He's passed out. Did they not think to go next door and ask a neighbor to call nine? You don't have to let me in. I, I, I'm fine with that. You don't have to let me in. Uh, but it's freezing out here, and our friend just died in the backyard. Can you call 911, please, if you don't mind? There is so much about this story that just doesn't ring right. However... Okay. You understand, Scott, there is a very real possibility that no crime was committed here. Oh, for sure. You know, I think the families are rightly upset and enraged and outraged and they want confused answers. and angry that these details are dripping out about the fifth man, like all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think it is possible under a certain set of circumstances that there is no crime. Just to clarify again, sorry, I keep doing this to you guys. Andrew Talgi is the fifth man's attorney. Thank you. Did I, did I read that incorrectly? He is the fifth man's you're right, attorney. You're right. Andrew Talgi is the fifth man's attorney. Let's make that correction. Thank you, Samuel. Who says, once again, that his client left at midnight. The other four were watching Jeopardy. He also says his client texted the homeowner renter guy the next day and said where where are the guys where are the guys mm-hmm. well where are they they're out back <sighs> dead there's how so long, much Go how long does it take to get toxicology back honestly in a case like this how long does this take apparently two weeks and what will that tell us, Scott? Let's say there's a lot of alcohol in their system. Okay, there was a lot of alcohol in my system after that Chiefs game. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? I think people are waiting and hoping that the autopsy is going to show how three men died at the same time. It's also possible that the autopsy does not explain that. 913-586-7798, 586-7798. Quick break here at the bottom of the hour. Sam Stevie the Third, Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks on KMBZ.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So it is, to say the least, a very confusing story. Uh, but a little over two weeks ago, three men were found dead in the backyard of a Northland home. They had gone over to their friend's house to watch the Chiefs. There was a fifth man, we've now learned, who was in the home, who left around midnight, so he says. And he says when he left, the four men the tenant and his three friends or their three friends were sitting there watching Jeopardy after the Chiefs game. Uh, the next day, three of those men, the, not the tenant, were found dead. Actually, it was two days later, were found dead in the backyard. The fifth man leaving at midnight too, Scott, is so easily provable in that you can go look and was Jeopardy on? Yes. Would you remember one of the questions? Yes. Uh, let me see your cell phone. Well, in fact, it shows on Life360 or on Snapchat that, in fact, he left at midnight. Th those are all such provable things mm -hmm. that I do believe that fifth man left when he said he left and the kids were watching Jeopardy when he left. I shouldn't say kids. They were in their 30s. The young men were watching Jeopardy when they left. Does no one across the street or would it be helpful at all for anyone to have ring doorbell footage? And there's a story about that in our stack that we're going to get to later, by the way. Uh, to prove or disprove whether or not the renter, the surviving person, ever opened that front door. It would certainly help paint a more clear picture because mm -hmm. currently it's very fuzzy. And, and, and even and, if it showed him opening the front door, what does that prove? That you saw your buddy's car there? I would say, I thought they Ubered. But wouldn't you, I mean... Wouldn't you text and say, hey, is everything all right? Hey, your you guys, car is still you guys here? good? You're going to come pick up your car? I can't get my car out of the driveway. Uh, well, we don't know. Do we know that the car was in the driveway or was no, it parked street side? And again, if it was parked street side, Scott, I wouldn't know who's parked out in front of my parents' but, house. I don't look out front. But you, you wouldn't. See, I, no, I do. And, it depends on the way your house is laid out. My, our house, we spend the majority of the time on the back side of the house, not the front side of the house. But whether you spend the majority of your time on the front side or the back side, clearly this guy should have, you can make the argument, known that something was not right. If he looked out the back, he would have seen his three dead friends. If he looked out the front, he would have seen their car. Now, and maybe I, I'm it's with just him me. on that. I really, I think it is very possible he didn't see the car and very possible he didn't go out back. Okay. Uh, let's go to AJ in Kansas City. AJ, good afternoon. Hello. 
Hi, how are you? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. I was thinking, um, I know I had a couple of friends that passed away not too long ago of opioids, and they died around within 30, 15, 30 minutes of each other. So, you know, no gunshot wounds, nothing like that. It could be one of those type of incidents. We, and and let, me, let me jump in here real quick. We don't know that. We have, it is probably the most rampant speculation that somehow something was ingested that led to the deaths. I still find it hard to believe that three of them simultaneously outside fell to their deaths, regardless of what ended up in their system or how. And, and, and we, we need to be very clear. We do not know. We don't know. What led to these men's deaths? Toxicology reports are not in. By the way, I found a little bit more detail. Uh, toxicology reports typically come back four to six weeks if there is nothing found. If there is something found, it becomes six to eight weeks because they're trying to figure out quantities of what that something is. Okay. Thank you, because I did email Kansas City Police today and said, please, just generally, how long is this going to take? Uh, let's go to Mike in Topeka. Mike, hello. Hey, guys. Um, so I just wanted to kind of clarify on something. Um, you know, everyone is, is wondering about just how cold it was that night. Um, and when I think when people hear freeze to death, they think someone actually, like, froze solid, um, like you see in the movies where you can break off someone's finger or whatever. That's not what happens. Um, it's actually possible to freeze to death in as warm as 50-degree weather. Um, the hmm. colder you are, the faster it happens. Um, but hypothermia can easily set in at 50 degree weather and uh, i think it's like 10 to 15 minutes before that sets in um essentially it's when your body temperature drops too low and then your organs shut down that's freezing to death so but, in 30 degree weather this, if they're... let me ask you this Matt. Oh, wait. based on different men's body types heights weights i i understand what you're saying statistically right. it still wouldn't happen at the exact same time i would probably succumb quicker than scott would uh right it depends on well, what they were wearing that was one thing i was one wanting to know like how do we know that they all died at exactly the same time and they it don't. wasn't just a matter of they all passed out and yes they all died on that night but they died like their actual times of death were different for each one well, yeah, does that make sense wouldn't the one who wasn't dead have called for help that's what we're saying there, there not, would have to be at some if, point I think if it was a, a drug or uh, alcohol overdose or, or something that caused them to lose consciousness, then they may not have ever known that one of their buddies went out. You know, if they all passed out around the same time, then, you know, they all succumbed to those, those temperatures at different times but had no idea that one of their buddies was dead because they were passed out. Well, Mike, that all is, is fantastic. But God forbid if I ever live in a world where if nobody hears from me for 48 hours, nobody comes calling. Yeah, that, that is where it kind of starts to fall apart, and there's definitely a, a big sus factor to this. That yeah, If it were me in my home, I'm going to know what's going on in my backyard. Granted, I've got cameras, so I would get an alert that says, hey, there's someone in your backyard. But even still, like I can't imagine leaving one of my, my friends to die in my own yard. That just I, that's do, beyond, I really don't think he did, me. and let me tell you why, Mike. Let me tell you why. Do you know how many times Libby has come to my house, Carrie has come to my house in the freezing cold, and at the end of the night, I walk them to the side garage door, and I stand there. I make sure they get in their car or whatever, but I, the garage door is shut, and I go, all right, call me tomorrow. And then I shut the light off, and I walk back inside. 
if for some insane reason, either one of those women then get out of their car, slip and fall, wander into the backyard, I am not going to know that. I have said goodbye. They're, they're not 13-year-old girls, so I'm not making sure they get to their destination. They're, they're grown women. And so... And at okay, no bye. point over the, and at no point over the next 48 hours are you going to even remotely either venture out or somebody is going to come over or somebody is going to yeah, call from saying, next door here? and say by the way uh there's a dead body in your driveway and it looks like Libby I, All I'm saying is you are so stuck on he didn't look outside. And yes. I'm telling you, the way our house is laid out, I don't ever look out front. I just I, okay. I, I just don't. And, and But nobody would would drive by your house, come by your house, anything and say, hey. If there was just a car in front of our house? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. And, and here's the other thing. People are also hung up on, why did it take so long for a loved one to go over? You know, all of that stuff. Okay. Really, that has nothing to do with any of this, and here's why. Sadly, they were already dead. So True. whether or not they came over that next morning or Monday night or Tuesday in the afternoon, it doesn't change the fact that those three men were already dead. True. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. 586-7798. That guy over there is Sam Stevie the Third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. Don't forget tomorrow at five o'clock. We do Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances, every Friday afternoon at 5 here on Dana and Parks. Wrapping up the uh, second hour of the Dana and Parks program, Thursday edition. Christy in North Kansas City. Christy, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, how are you guys? We're doing very well. Thank you for asking. So we, um, my, our daughter lives over by here and my husband and I just drove by the house. We live out obviously in the Northland and there are ring cameras or surveillance type, you know, security cameras on several of the houses right around there, including, including directly across the street. It doesn't appear that there's one on that particular house, um, but there are lights above the drive. However, if you guys look at this house just on Google Earth or Google Maps, if the renter would have looked out his front door if the cars were in the drive or if the car was sitting to if you're standing looking out the front door and the car was sitting down towards the drive because the drive is a side drive if it was sitting by the mailbox towards down by where you drive in but even if it was sitting on the street the way the garages jet out you wouldn't have seen the car sitting there or he potentially could have not seen it i've always believed that just on, yeah. based on my personal experience, I have always believed that if there was a car a couple of links down or the way, whatever you're saying, I have believed that if I don't ever look out my front. We All of our house area that we spend our time is, is, is in the back. Well, and this particular house backs to Berry Road, which is a very loud, you know, busy road. And it'd be kind of be like Metcalf. And <laughs> if, you're, if you don't spend a lot of time outside, um, you wouldn't necessarily, like, enjoy just the peaceful quietness of your backyard you know because it is noisy and there is a lot of traffic and it backs directly to it they do have six foot privacy fences all the way around 
so in the fact of a neighbor or somebody possibly seeing these men laying in the yard, it could possibly not have happened because of the way that the houses sit. This house sits kind of at the, it's not on a curve, but it's right as the curve comes around. And so, you know, the neighbors may not have been, may not have seen, been able to see into the backyard to see the bodies of the gentleman laying in the backyard. And I am really on board with you, Dana, as far as the um, Jeopardy goes. I think that it's very plausible that these guys could have just, for mindless bobble, just turned on Jeopardy. Jeopardy. The um, Mr. Willis is a HIV lead senior researcher scientist. So the idea of him just having Jeopardy on in the background is just it would seem like a very common, normal thing. Uh, someone else mentioned that, that he is a very, very well-educated, smart human being. I, th- I think they told me he went to Vanderbilt or something. Just very smart kid. And so, so the idea of having Jeopardy on at night on TV would not be unusual, right? Is that what we're to deduce? Correct. Okay. Uh, Gloria in Kansas City. Gloria, good afternoon. Hello. Hi. I'm a nurse, and my theory is when you drink a lot, you don't feel the cold, and they probably froze to death. I've seen that happen in my 29 years of nursing. People have frozen to death because they didn't feel the cold because they were full of alcohol. We're, we're speculating. We're spitballing. I, I guess it's plausible. Okay. A quick update to a story we brought you yesterday regarding the credit card skimmers at Blue Springs gas stations. A Blue Springs man now faces multiple charges. Uh Uh-huh. After a credit card skimmer was found at a local gas station over the weekend, Dana Wright. Not just one. Uh, The Blue Springs Police Department announcing today that Manuel Espinoza Tozo of Blue Springs has been charged with trafficking in stolen identities. Attempting to steal property worth more than $25,000, illegal possession of a card scanner, and possession of a forging instrument. You have to tug on it. <clears throat> the move follows his arrest after Blue Springs police uh, found an illegal skimming device on a gas pump in the city. An investigation began, and with the help of a local business and the flock camera system, a suspect vehicle was identified. With the new information... Police say Espinoza Tozo was arrested and a search warrant was issued at his home in Blue Springs inside. They're they're saying this was a sophisticated operation. Very sophisticated operation. Not sophisticated enough to know that gas stations have cameras on their pumps (laughs) because that's where they literally have liquid gold. Super sophisticated. Sam, you go. When I say sophisticated, (laughs) you got you. No, 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 (laughs) no. I am not talking about his apparent uh, oversight that, whoops, we're doing this right in front of the surveillance cameras. I'm talking about the actual skimming operation (laughs) itself. (laughs) Yes. Where the police are saying that he, when they got the search warrant and went into his house, he had some sort of ability to not only use the illegal skimmers, but he was manufacturing them, allegedly, and cloning credit cards with the equipment that he had. How, how do you know if a skimmer is not supposed to be there? You tug on it. No. I told my mom this last night at the casino. She put her card in, and I said, tug on that. Just give it a little tug. Give it a little tuggy tug. 
Quick break. Dan Weinbaum has the news coming up in two minutes. She is Dana Wright. He is Sam Stevie III. My name is Scott Parks. Don't forget to check out our podcast. Available anytime you want. Just go to KMBZ.com. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.